Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, entertainment reporter, and the host of this podcast, Rave It Up, celebrity news, reviews, and interviews. If this is the first time you're listening, go check out our show's trailer on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to learn more about us. And make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast. We are under Rave It Up TV on Instagram, Rave It Up Show on Facebook, and our website is raveituptv.com. Now today, we have a chat over Zoom with actor Aidan Moreno, who you may know playing Rick in the TV show Heartland. He's going to tell us today all about joining the Heartland family and how welcome he felt and also the progression of his character, Rick. But then we also talk about the other side of his life, his singing career. What doesn't this guy do? There is so much to cover today, so let's get into it now. Before we get into today's interview, we would like to give a shout out to our Patreons, Irene, Bev and Michael. If you haven't heard of Patreon before, it is a great way to support us and keep us running and improving. You pick a membership tier that suits you and your budget per month, and in return for supporting us, we'll give you behind the scenes content and free stuff. You don't have to give much either. You can be a part of our Patreons for as little as $4 a month. Just visit patreon.com forward slash rave it up. You can even donate through PayPal if you don't trust other sites. You can do so just through our email, raveituptv at gmail.com. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us. We appreciate anything you can do to support us. Now, let's get into this interview. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Rave it up. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Liars. Hi, this is Arthur Butcher. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. We're raving it up. Rave it I'm up. having fun. Hashtag Lauren, Rave It Up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, I like that effect. <laughs> We're raving it up. Aiden, welcome to Rave It Up. It is a pleasure to finally have you on the show. How are you going today? Thank you so much for having me. I'm good and I'm excited to be here. Woo, finally, right? We're just chatting off air that, you know, a lot of fans had been requesting having you on and even said to you, come on, rave it up. And you're like, what the heck is that? <laughs> I was starting to take it past me, actually, Lauren. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, why hasn't she invited me on yet? Am I supposed to ask her to, that I can come on? <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been hilarious. Um, it's a little story for us to tell now. <laughs> yep, stars have aligned. We've obviously had nearly all of your other Heartland co-stars on, right? I think there's only a select few I haven't on, had on yet. But we'd love to, because this is your first time on the show, get to know you a little bit better and start from the beginning and find out how you got to where you are today. Because I think that's just such an important thing to know these days. A lot of, probably a lot of people listening today want to do what you're doing and they think it's right. so easy, but, you know, it really isn't. Right. So. I did hear when I was doing my research on you, you stumbled upon acting just what, by accident from being an extra on the CW's reign? Yeah. I mean, it's, I know it sounds like all cliche and bubblegum of like, oh, it just happened and it was meant <laughs> to be. But I think I always take away from my story that it's never too late to start mm. something that you have a passion for or to try and find something. You know, because I was in my mid 20s and I know that's not late, but by then, stereotypically, you're supposed to have found your path. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I really you should have done hadn't. it when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah. And I grew up in late 90s, early 2000s, where like you really were supposed to just go straight to university and find a profession. So I went to university, but didn't find a profession. I just did English 
which is like the safe bet. And it was like, what do I do now? And I, my mum was a teacher. So that was always going to be like my safety net. But I never really had a passion for it. Didn't excite me. So after I graduated from uni, it was sort of just like doing nothing and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And my mum was like, come on now, you've got to sort something out. Like a lot of and, people. Come on, we can all relate right? to it. Right. I was on the old Google and Canada had working visas. And I just thought, you know, I would have preferred Australia. The weather would have been nicer. Yeah. But I went to Canada <laughs> and I just thought, you know, no pressure. Let's see what happens. And it was like a two year temporary work visa. Came here with no expectations and full disclosure, no plan whatsoever. And didn't really figure out what I could do for work here. And the only thing that really fell into place for me was background work, extra work on films, because then you don't need a contract. It's pretty much take it as and when you want it. You can say no, you can say yes. Mm. And it was the only thing really that I could do for work. So it wasn't like, oh, I want to do this. It was like, this is the only thing I can do. Yeah. Give me some money. I just need something. (laughs) Right. And I'd never honestly, hand on heart, had an interest in it. Wow. So I really went in there blind and was just like, right, let's make a few dollars. And my eye, it was like, again, cliche. I love a good old cliche, but a light bulb moment. Mm. It was the lights. It was everyone rushing around making something bigger than what we were. But then I got that part of me where I was like, but I can do something better than the background. I want to be there. Yeah. And so over the next two years from that, I literally started to go to so many classes here in town. So I took maybe three different classes at different acting schools at the same time. I was also learning on the sets and I don't want to underplay how much experience you get from being a background actor. Mm -hmm. I think people normally just like turn their noses up at it, but I have so much respect for every part of the machine on a show now because I've been there, but I got to see how important the lighting was, where you needed to stand, what the director does, how involved you get you know Mm -hmm. and so I was doing that and then also because you have to work your way up to a union and I wasn't a resident I couldn't join it so I was always getting the non-union jobs but in hindsight it made me get more experience on film sets so I was doing like zero pay like short films and student films I was going here there and everywhere I was knackered which but, is what you need to do right to work your way up what else was I doing yes. you know? <laughs> but no it gave me so much experience some of them I look back at and I cringe and I'm like please never anyone dig those up like I did not know what I was doing I had no clue but I could sort of call it like an apprenticeship like I was learning on the job getting yeah. so much experience and faking it till I made it yeah and you gotta do that. thank the lord above I actually made it because then that got me an agent. I got the headshots. I did some classwork and got it on film. Some of the short films were okay. And then started to audition. Yeah. Well, as we know too, even just getting background work can sometimes be a bit tricky and, you know, you never know what jobs you're going to have. fighting each other for like what you wanted and I wanted this. You don't know what what job you're going to have from, you know, the week to the next. And was that kind of added stress on you? Because was that just your main thing you were doing? Or did you also have like a little bit of like a waiter job on the side or something just to pay the bills? all I did. Wow. So much respect for you. (laughs) (laughs) I was working every day and 
if you know if they're like 12 14 hour days as a background extra because you are there really early mm. and sometimes your costumes aren't picked till the day it's not like you're on the call sheet you're just getting thrown in behind you're probably in the industrial unit in the back you're not in a trailer yeah and you know you're getting the jelly and jam sandwiches you're not getting the nice stuff <laughs> but I was there 12 hours checking my phone waiting for tomorrow's next job and I did that non-stop for at least a year and a half and you used to not fight but it was very competitive with everybody else and everyone else wanted to be an actor as well you know so it's like all oh, right you're auditioning as well are you <laughs> you know <laughs> but I it's just about persistence believing in yourself and as learning taking every opportunity as like a stepping stone yeah absolutely so I appreciate every single day as much as I hope I never have to step back to that I have so much respect for it because yeah. It's also, it's so important. I mean, even on Heartland, you know, when we're in Maggie's The Diner, like I make such an effort because I'm like, I was in the trenches with you guys once <laughs> upon a time. You know, I really feel a part of that. Um, so yeah, if anyone is ever thinking about acting and obviously going, there's the more official roots of going to theatre school and all that, but always never knock the real in-life experience of doing background. It's so amazing and it, gave me leaps and bounds of ideas and what I know I needed to do on set. Because mm, how else are you supposed effect. to get the practical experience as right. well? Yeah, absolutely. You must really strive in that kind of stressful environment, you know, not knowing, you know, how much money I'm going to make next week and am I going to pay rent? It, it did get to that at one point, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but no, as it, but I mean, touch wood, my mum always says I'm so lucky and I always land on my feet, so you know I'm it does come down I mean you always have to have the preparation and then the then the opportunity and when those two come together that's what we call luck but luck isn't just nothing you know like you have prepared. to be prepared yeah did you know we filmed this interview well come on over to our youtube channel rave it up tv you can subscribe for free and here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. In this day and age, we're surrounded by technology and electricity all the time. Like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, Wi-Fi, electric power lines, and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them? When I found Orgone Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better and was even calmer and not always high in adrenaline. Orgone Effects has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too, so you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website, orgoneffectsaustralia.com.au. That is O-R-G-O-N-E effectsaustralia.com.au. And type in the coupon code RAVEITUP at checkout. So did you ever have a little bit of a plan B on the side too? You just said, you know, with your mum as well, like go down the teaching path and... Well, mum too, wasn't she? That's what I told. That's what I told her I'd do. <laughs> but, but to be honest, I 
yeah, I wasn't a very well behaved youngster. And so my mum was, I think she was sort of glad I was going off somewhere else for a few years to give her a break. Yes. <laughs> Looking back, like, I'm so lucky that this has all fallen into place because there was no plan. And that was pretty silly, you know, but no. again, I'm one of those annoying people where I can't, I've not learned my lesson because it worked. Exactly. Oh, yeah. They always say plan B deters you from plan A. So your, your mind was fully on that plan A and you made it work. And I feel like it's so bizarre because I think if I would have been pushed in this direction of exploring the arts and that at school, maybe I would have realized this was my passion because it made so much sense when I started to do it. I was like, how did I, how did nobody ever be like, oh, you'd be okay at that? <laughs> like when I did my GCSEs at um, secondary school, which is like the leavers certificate. Yeah. I want at one point I remember going to pick drama and everyone was like oh you'd be no good at that you should do music and I wasn't pretty good at that either but it was just you know like it, they were everyone was like don't do drama you'd be terrible at it oh that's not nice and, I, and it's my career <laughs> so haha Mr drama teacher in their face <laughs> yes exactly and now it's just going up and up and up Aiden you're just gonna you get better and better each time Yes, fingers not crossed. just fingers crossed, it's a statement, it's true. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. You're welcome, you got a cheerleader here anyway. Thanks, darling. So Aiden, you are, I would say, best known now for playing Rick on the Canadian TV show Heartland, which I think everyone's been waiting for for us to talk about. What has yeah. been your favourite part about working on that show? I know that's probably a hard question, but I want to start you with the hard-hitting questions. It is hard because there are so many things that I'm grateful for being a part of this show for. Um, I mean, I know every actor probably says it about any show that they work on, but it literally is my entire life now. I've been on it for three years. So wow, it's been that long already. <laughs> yeah, like I started as COVID hit. So it sort of gave me so much meaning to what I was doing for those few years when everyone else was staying at home. Mm. I was flying them back and I was in this exciting world of making a TV show. So And you're like, COVID, fun. what? What's that? Honestly, it was like... <laughs> My world's still airports, going. <laughs> the airports were empty. It was like a private jet going back and forth to Calgary. It was amazing. <laughs> but no, it... It's given me a purpose. It's mm. made me understand being part of something bigger than myself because this show touches so many people across the world. Sure does. Like you Aussies, it's it's in South America, it's back home in the UK, mm. in the US it's huge. It's just amazing how much of a reach this show has. And then I can see why the characters do, but then getting to work with the cast. Mm. I know we're a family, but we genuinely, we are a family. Like we're always texting. We're always checking in on each other. Aww. We're always so excited about next seasons, if they're going to happen. Um, it's, yeah, it's genuinely given me a purpose to my life. So it's a bigger thing and I'm just so grateful for it. Yeah. Love it. And it's not just about the reach of how, you know, it's going around the world. It's also just the reach of all different generations. I've spoken to that yeah. about that with a few of the other cast members that, you know, like I watch it, my mum watches it, my grandmother watches it. Like it's something right. for everybody. That's what I mean. It's I family think because, friendly. 
I think it's one of the only shows in such a long time that I could say is so multi-generational. Mm. I mean, I know CBC know what time they're putting it out on a Sunday here in Canada, so they want to make sure they hit that. But I don't think any other show does it quite like Heartland, you know. I mean, I know Grandpa Jack is standing the test of age. Like, I don't know how old he actually supposed to be now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then we've got Bay, who plays Katie Lou's daughter in the show now for the last two seasons. So there's, as you say, that huge age of all the different stories that someone can resonate with. Yeah. And you're like, I've grown up with watching you. You were a baby yeah. before, you know. <laughs> And I love this season. When do you guys get season 16? Do we know yet? Is it? Uh, I don't know yet. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I'm ready. I'm sure it'll be because normally it's about three, four months after it finishes airing here. So you should have it in a few months, right? I but know. We, we make the joke. Got... It would be quicker if you just like flew over the tapes, you know? Like... It was. <laughs> I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Why do we get it so late? But I love how once people leave, they also get to come back the majority of the time. Time. like we had Jessica Anley who I know you've spoken to come back as yes. Mallory this season um so we've got that sort of revolving door as well so everyone's always welcome and everyone's always a part of it absolutely I don't think they ever really leave the family to be honest no never I mean even Graham even though obviously his character passed yes. like he's always still referred to he's always an integral part to the story yeah of course you can't always just gonna that. And he's always going to push Amy with her decisions going forward, you know? Mm. So that's what I think people love about the show as well, that it's so true of a reflection of life. Yeah. And it helps people that are going through those either good or bad moments in their life. They can always count on it to give them some comfort or some healing. Yeah. Well, with Graham's character passing away you know a lot of people obviously were devastated about that because it was such right. an integral part but also to cover that side of things you know going through death and grief that was so integral to the storyline too you know right. you, you've covered divorce and now death and like you know you, you want to try and make it always happy happy chappy but you know right. that, you still have like to go through unfortunately so I had like a visceral response to that storyline yes. <laughs> right? and that was my first episode that that happened oh what a great time I to was start. like what am I coming into you know <laughs> someone's but, died <laughs> but I get it now I understand that people have grown up with these characters you know so they and they probably know more about these characters than they do some people in their actual lives mm. because the TV screen is like a window into their soul. We get to see everything that they're going through and we don't get to see that with a lot of our close friends. We don't get to see everything. No. <laughs> Graham and Amber, I always call them by their real names after times. <laughs> But um, Amy and Ty for the audience. Yes, we you. Get you. Right. <laughs> but I think they felt like part of everyone's family. So when it happened, everyone was like, how can you do this? Mm. And I get it because they are the stages of grief. You know, you've got the anger, yes. you've got the resentment, you've got all those things that the actual the audience. Denial. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't happening. <laughs> and so at first I was like, wow, this is nuts. But now I'm like, I get it. Mm. That means the show is done, doing something right. You know, yeah, yeah. oh, I like the way you look at that, Aiden. Well, it is. And, you know, like when people say, for example, like Lou, 
can be a bit high strung and annoying sometimes. And people are like, I can't stand Lou. That means the show's doing something right. And that means Michelle <laughs> Morgan is killing her character. So oh, she's well. an awesome actress. <laughs> right? Or like when I'm annoying in my first season, that was on purpose. I promise I'm not that annoying, you know? No, it- look at him now. <laughs> It is funny. That's why I love these interviews because I'm like, now you get to see how they are really, not what you see right. on the screen. <laughs> but that's what's, um, yeah, that's how, what the show gets so right. It knows how to hit the audience, whether they want it or not, whether they know they want it or not. They need mm. it. Absolutely. You know, it's a constant journey. And that's the evolution of Rick as well over the past three seasons. When you finally get season 16, he has, he's got more of a vulnerability in season 16, which I think you guys are going to warm to him more, for mm. sure. Yeah, I've been watching a little the bit of the shorts every now and then and on your right. Instagram and everything. <laughs> right. I'm excited. Did you actually watch <laughs> the show beforehand as well, before you joined it? No, well, I'd seen a few, but because I was new to Canada, mm. like I've been here for, I've, I've been here a decade now, but for those like, Two years prior to Heartland, three years, I was doing the background. Yes. <laughs> so I was never watching You don't have time. <laughs> no, but prior to that, I mean, I'd seen it on the TV now and again, but I'd never sat down and religiously watched it. Like I mm. knew of Amy Amber and Grandpa Jack. I knew the, the voice because it's so integral to his character, mm. but um, I'd never sat down and watched it. So when I got the audition, I binge watched season 13 in like the space of like a few hours. I was just like, okay, what's happening here? What am I getting myself into? And I try and make a conscious effort to go back, but I use the um, the excuse of not having watched them all because Rick wouldn't have known them then. So I don't. <laughs> That's true. Yes. <laughs> I don't That's need my to have the background. Answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. I like that one. <laughs> right. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bully or depression. It is available worldwide as a paperback, ebook, and audiobook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now. Looking for the most comfortable and fashionable gym clothes around? Introducing Gym XO. They are an eco friendly brand from the UK, gym wear made from recycled materials. Pick from some really cute gym sets, tops, bottoms, and there are even options for curvy women. Get 30% off today with free shipping by using our discount code RAVEITUP30 at checkout. Go to gymxo.co.uk today. That is gymexo.co.uk. Were you around any horses and stuff growing up as well? Or is that a, like a whole other my, On my mother's side, because my mother raised me, um, her side of the family is Irish. And if you, if you know Irish people, they love horse racing. Absolutely love it. And um, so I was always at the race courses, the racetracks with my grandfather. I was So I saw that side of the equestrian world. So it was more 
looking at the thoroughbreds, checking out their form and, you know, putting money on. But in regards to riding them, I had pretty much zero experience. So as soon as I got on the show, um, I started learning. And I literally was going every single week and I've learned in Western now and English. Oh, great. And I would say I'm pretty proficient in both now. So I constantly always send like updates to the writer's room and to the producers. (laughs) And to this day, I've only been on one horse in the whole three seasons I've been on. So isn't that funny? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm adamant I'm gonna get more horse storylines this if we get season 17. Of course. We need to see you on the horse, right? Right. (laughs) Heartland. (laughs) It's when a, a character comes in for the first time for just one episode. And I've been on it for three and that I read the script and I'm like, they're on a horse straight the way. <laughs> How am I not on a horse? It's like part of the training. As soon as you join in, got to learn how to ride a horse, go do it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but, but I don't have come. any scenes with a horse, but to go still do it. <laughs> but it will come. It will come. And again, it's just another added bonus of finding a passion that I never knew I had. So it was like an added bonus of, of course, I was working to try and get scenes on a horse, but then I found a love for horses and just like the tranquility of being with horses. Because mm. I'm a huge animal lover anyway, but I, I never had that affiliation with horses being that up close and personal. But so, yeah, I try and get out down to the um, range, which is close to Toronto here once a week. So, yeah, I love it. Good practice. Yeah. It'd be funny to like see a scene of just Rick totally failing at it and like, you know, about to fall off. And <laughs> that's what I thought it would be perfect, wouldn't it? Just be like, here's the Brit. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yep. Right? And like, yeah. Oh my God, slow down. What do I do? Yes. <laughs> be hilarious. <laughs> and then later on, oh, look, he knows what he's doing now because you've had so much training. <laughs> A full circle moment. Yeah, like all the others. Uh, Ty's character right. was bad the origin in the beginning as well. I had that. Yeah. Apparently, he was awful, right at the yes. beginning. <laughs> and then everyone else is good. <laughs> <laughs> so as well, you're like the first LGBTQI character on the show, and I wanted to know because you must be so proud to have you know that representation on the show now. But is that a little bit overwhelming? to have everyone kind of looking at you and hoping that you're doing it right? You know, is that pressure on you? Yeah. I mean, it's made me question so much about what I'm doing on the show because at first I definitely took it as like, I've got a job. Amazing. And I definitely just read it as it was and sort of like camped it up and made it sassy. But then I realized I was definitely going into a stereotype that to some who aren't used to anyone from the community, it may come across as reinforcing the negative stereotype. Mm. And so there's that sort of mind game going on in my head. I'm like, wait, am I doing this justice? And for someone who grew up in a predominantly working class environment back home in the late 90s, early 2000s, it it wasn't something to shout from the rooftops. Like it was more sort of suppress that and try and fit into a heteronormative lifestyle, you know, as Mm. much as possible. And so that is also something that I carry around with me and it helps me form my decisions on how I act. But since this show, I was never one to stand up loud and proud. 
I really wasn't. And I really had maybe told myself I didn't need to, but I realized maybe that was my insecurity of my upbringing, because this show has made me realize that there is so much bigotry and homophobia still. Mm. And I really thought we'd come leaps and bounds. And I know we have, I know we have, but this is a family show and families that include people like Rick exist you know and this story in season 16 where Rick is possibly going to adopt with his partner those families exist Mm -hmm. and characters like Rick have existed since the beginning of time they've just been suppressed and pushed into a corner um so I get that there is some I don't know how to say it nicely, but there are some certain corners of the fan base that don't want it, don't appreciate it. And I I do get it because I've got people in my family who think like that. I do understand it, but I just don't think we can cater towards it. And we have to do the best that we can of just showing this character who happens to be part of the community. And beyond that, I'm trying to take that huge responsibility away and put it more onto a gay person feeling seen sitting in their living room with their family. So mm. say that like a gay little kid, eight-year-old, sitting at home with his mum and dad and sees Rick on there. And he's like, oh, it's okay to be me. You mm. know, we do exist. And that's what I'm trying to see the positives of it. Because I do get messages from across the world from people like that. And that's what really touches my heart that I never had anything like that growing up. So and I get I'm the responsibility thing is trying to not make it as camp. But then is that to do with me being insecure about the whole gay thing? And, you know, it's yeah. really it's really bizarre way to think of it and the responsibility. But I just know the show have done their research. They know what they're doing. They're doing it for a reason and they're doing it responsibility. So all I need to do is make sure I bring Rick to life as true as possible. Mm. and just trust that that's right and try and block out the negative the first two years it was so tough so tough but this year I've sort of turned it around but I'm trying to not get on a soapbox about it but it's so hard now I get why people have to stand up and shout or stand up for something or wave a flag Mm. you know I've never been one for that myself but now I get it so much Because when someone says you're not allowed here, you really just want to go, yes, I am. (laughs) And also it's not done in in a vulgar or aggressive way to the audience as well. It's Mm. done so respectfully. It's done in a realistic way. You know, there's just this gay guy in the mayor's office. Yeah. And Flash, there's probably a gay guy in your town's mayor's office. You know, in everyone that's listening, there's probably a gay guy that works in your mayor's office somewhere. Mm. And newsflash, Heartland, you may only see a certain amount of cast, but behind the scenes, there are many members of the community that make that show and have made that show for its entire 16 years. So everyone I think needs to take, let's use a horse analogy, take their blinkers off. (laughs) And try and see that maybe they've had a very narrowed view of the world and there's nothing wrong with that I did I grew up with that narrow view as well but it's about opening your mind reading educating and stop being so judgmental and leading with 
leading with love, Lauren. Yes. Oh, oh, I like that. Leading with love. Right. But yeah. You've got to focus on those positive comments, Aiden. And you've got people right. that love it, you know. And don't they say if there's some negative comments, you're doing something right, you know. You gotta... Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I did have to take like a break from social media for like a month and a half, two months, because it's, I think I've said this before, but I'm trying to be better, not bitter. Mm. Realize it's not about me. And I'm never going to change certain things. It's not my responsibility. So I just I just love that they're doing it. Yeah, me too. Go check out and the I show love- if you haven't already, guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, how much we interview people of Heartland on this show, I'm surprised if they haven't seen it yet. <laughs> right? Yeah. What are you doing? What yeah. rock are you living under? <laughs> <laughs> people are like well it's all the way in canada and we're in australia and no but with netflix now it's everywhere right thank goodness <laughs> well i wanted to talk about a couple of your other projects that you've done in the past too because i was having such a fun time you know looking at your instagram and watching little short right. snippets of um on ctv and jan isn't it is that how i pronounce it yeah. Yeah. Yes, it was hilarious. I just really wanted to know, was it hard not to break out into laughter at every single scene with you having your, you know, snarky sarcasm? And <laughs> That was amazing. That was my first comedic role ever. You're so good at it. Point, well, I, thank you. But I also agree. Normally I'm very like, oh, I'm not very good at this or this or that. But that one, I was like, you nailed it. You know, Yes. I went in and the director there, I'd never done any improv. As I said, I was sort of winging it for the first two years of figuring out. And he was like, no, I just want you to just like throw stuff at her. Like say what you like, but make her feel this big. The <laughs> things that came out of my mouth, what a horrible human being I was. Then. Yeah. <laughs> but I was really in character, you know, really motivated. Um, and yes, there was a lot of laughter. It was amazing. And I think what helped was Jan, who the show is about, is actually a real Canadian singer-songwriter and is really successful here. But coming from the UK, I hadn't heard of her. So I genuinely didn't know the background. I thought she was actually a woman playing this role. So I just laid into her with like zero respect about the music (laughs) side of her life. And then afterwards I was like, oh no, it's actually Jan. (laughs) And you're like, I'm so sorry, I really love you in real life. I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but no, that was amazing. And that's actually how I got the job on Heartland. It's funny oh. that you, because it's done by the same production company, 724. And um, Heather Conkey, our showrunner from the last two seasons, she um, saw that and she was like, that would be the perfect character for Lou to have in the office, but let's just tame it down for Heartland. Mm. So that's how I got the role so yeah that was that was like a meant to be moment for sure so you didn't even really you didn't need to audition for Heartland then I did but I learned afterwards that apparently I pretty much sealed the deal already Mm. but I wasn't told that they still made me work for it I still had to submit my audition in my basement because it was the middle of COVID and then I had my callback um on zoom on my phone which is a nightmare if you've ever tried it but I'd never used zoom before at that point and so I had the call back with all of the producers um but yeah they made me work for it and made me feel like I had to try but no, no I found out afterwards I'd already got the part pretty much oh wow they just wanted to meet you I guess 
Well, you know. <laughs> and on top of all this as well, Aiden, you are, I could not believe, such a busy guy because on the side of this, you're also a singer. Like, could not believe that. You know, you said that you, you know, really liked music early up, but you're like, eh, I don't know if it's a realistic option. So what... If, if, if people wanted to, I know a lot of people probably watching today and think that exact same thing. They want to get into music or even acting and going, that's not a realistic option. I don't even want to even try. What would you say to those people now? <laughs> I would say always try, always try, but just take the expectation off it and have fun with it. Always have fun mm-hmm. because then it's really freeing. And I think music with acting you're always hiding behind someone else's work so you've got a script you've got a director you've got the producers so you're always part of a machine but you're never the most important part and you can always say oh well that someone else wrote that or someone else decided that but with music it's you half the time you know like it's putting your voice out there your songwriting your story Um, So it is definitely a vulnerability that you have to sort of tap into and be okay with But um, I would just say do it because music nowadays, you pretty much will make zero money unless you're with a huge record label because of streaming. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, it's, I found that kind of freeing, you know, because I was like, well, what's the worst that can happen? Just do it. Just doing it for you. Yeah. And so with Heartland, I really got into my country vibes. I know I'm from the UK, but boy, do I feel Alberta when I'm out there. I've got (laughs) country I've got cowboy hats I've got everything oh awesome. I just this passion realighted in me that I thought you know what I always did love music I was always singing in my bedroom let's see if I can bring something together and it was COVID um I had the time and resources through the show so I had some connections and I just started to write and make some like pop country and the Heartland fans God bless them absolutely loved it yes so that was it's just another outlet I'm an actor first and foremost you know that's what I'll always be now that thankfully I found my profession but I feel like it's so um it's so compatible with acting Mm. all in one and Heartland a lot of people sing so I'm hoping one day might you know, be able to have a singing part. He just pops in the bar with a with a cowboy hat, you know. <laughs> that might be an overstretch, but that's what I'd like to see. <laughs> I'd like to see that too. And I, I'm, I'm guessing it kind of helped with having both anyway, because you already got the Heartland fans, which were probably like checking out what you're doing and, oh, let's check out his music. But also do you feel like yeah. even the acting side of things has even helped with your singing and doing your lyrics? <laughs> It gave me confidence in myself and, you know, I think when I was younger and if I ever tried to like sing it like a talent thing at school, like you'd go into your shell and get really nervous. But that's one thing about acting and background that I've definitely, I believe in myself more, you know, I own the space that I'm in and if I've decided I'm going to commit to something, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And so that's what I definitely found with even writing songs. I sat down and instead of like, oh, can I do this? It was, I can do this. Yeah, I love that. I like this. That's what I'm going to do. And so, yeah, it definitely all, it built me up with my confidence. And you obviously need any, any, do you need, you do need confidence or you have to at least fake it. 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I was going to say, when do you not need confidence in something like this? You really do. I was going to say, I still get nervous on set. That's why I was questioning then if I was like fully confident. I still get nervous. That means you, it can, you care about it. You want to do a good yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when I'm, a good thing. Now, you know, I'm always nervous, because, especially when we were on like the second or third take and she steps up her game a bit. Like the first take is always a bit of like a rehearsal for actors. So by the third one, then suddenly like she'll write and I'll be like, oh my God, I'm working. That's when it kicks in. I'm like, Michelle is like a professional actress, been doing this for like 16 years. She's amazing. She's knocking this out of the park. And here's little old me. I get that imposter syndrome. Yep. You're like, how did I get here? Is <laughs> anyone going to notice? <laughs> But no, it's the the confidence from acting has a, has given me the freedom to do this for sure. Absolutely, I love that. And I was also checking out, you know, some of your songs. I got a few favorites, but one I had to bring up. We actually made a song called Heartland. Now, it, was that a little sneaky thing that you maybe wanted to try and get as the new theme song? I could see that. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, that was maybe the second song I wrote. Really? Because, wow. Yeah, and. Um, I wrote that in like an hour because it, I knew I wanted it to be Heartland. So it was just like, what rhymes with that? You know? <laughs> and then I recorded it within three or four days and I sent it to Amber. And I was like, do you think they'll let me use this? Like, is it too close? Is this too on the nose? And she was like, no, this is amazing. I love this. Make sure you put this out and we're going to try. And they are still looking to try and find if they can put it in somewhere, Ooh. which would be amazing. But again, there's so many different levels in production that maybe that wouldn't happen. But no, everyone on the cast was so supportive of it. Wow. And even... I'll be walking down the halls at the production office and someone will be like, Heartland. You know, like someone will start... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I can joke about it as well. Um, but my ideal dream is that me and Amber get to sing mm. because that's something that we're planning on doing, but we've just not got around to doing yet. Oh. But I would just love for that to happen. And Bay, who I'm so close with, um, who plays Katie, she's a singer. Oh, and that's cool. Drew, I don't know, Drew Davis, who plays Logan in season 15 and then season 16 coming up. He's um, a singer as well and just released an album. So wow. there's so musical people on the show. And of course, Sean, I feel like the whole cast needs to do like a musical album. Yes. Could you imagine like all the fans would buy that? Dude. Or like a Christmas special, you know, like doing the carols or something. Yeah. But Absolutely. again, these, these are the little ideas I have. And I think the show are like, oh, Aiden, just... Do what you're paid to do and be quiet. <laughs> Stop I'm dreaming. Like, like <laughs> you can put them in the interviews and then we'll share it. And hopefully, yeah, production Make might want it to be viral. People. <laughs> yes, keep sharing it. <laughs> well, even like with your using your song, that would I put a little bit more of a modern twist on the show too, because right. I've had the same song for what, sixteen exactly. years. <laughs> exactly yeah they yeah. go Jen Grant I spoke to her last year on a live actually and she just can't believe that her song is still the theme song she's like is it still there I'm like oh yes <laughs> just try to knock it off but no 
It's like, I love the song, but sorry, uh, I, I'm your biggest competition right now. <laughs> no, but I think that's, that song is so integral again to setting the tone of the show. I don't think anything could ever replace that as the theme. Mm. Uh, when you hear that music, you know you're home. You know, yep. you know what you're getting in for. So all, all props to Jen Grant, Dreamer is and always will be i think the theme to heartland but you can't knock me for trying exactly you got a dream (laughs) and if people want to check out some more of your music you had uh 2021 your debut album my kind of trouble and then 2022 version of myself love two songs in particular final call and stay very very catchy everyone go check them out they're my two faves what is your favorite to finish off today (laughs) I would say, I don't want to copy you because Outrun Our Future. Yes. Because that one was really poppy and upbeat and sort of not like the others. Final Call was like that as well. But I just loved the way that it hit and I could imagine it on the radio and Mm -hmm. it gave me real pop vibes. And I'm really a pop girly from the late 90s. You know, I love that kind of sound. Um, So, yeah, I surprised myself with that because I didn't think I could pull it off and I feel like, I kind of did. Mm. Yeah, so definitely. Get... You got to imagine it on the radio. That's where it's, you know, gets big. Right? Yeah. But I also love Stay. That is definitely one of my favorites. I found that was really catchy. Now but I'm also... touched. I'm like, oh, I love the two favorites that Aiden loves. Oh, love right? it. <laughs> I love know it. I picked well then. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Have you always wanted to learn how to dance? Always say you're going to do it. Maybe even make it a New Year's resolution, but never do. Well, this is your time. Hills Latin Dancing teaches salsa, bachata, and merengue classes for all ages and fitness levels. No partner or previous dance experience is required. If you don't live in Sydney, that is okay too. We teach private lessons over Zoom for only $50. We also offer wedding dances and also a seated dance class for the elderly and those with mobility challenges. Come join us for some fun. Visit our website, hillslatindancing.com.au for more information and to book your class now. This show is brought to you by Vegas Nights, specializing in all of your party needs. They have photo booths, poker tables, and decorations for heaps of different party themes. Visit their website now at vegasnights.com.au or give them a call on 1300 135 394. Vegas Nights, you can't lose. Well, even though you've already achieved so much in your career as well, Aiden, what can we expect from you in the future, even with your music? Are you wanting to go out and do some touring and... I don't, again, do I live. think the vibe from me that I sort of fly by the seat of my pants, like I'm just going with the flow. Um, So I try not to pre-plan that much into the future and try and enjoy what's happening right here, right now, you know? Mm. So, And it's kind of hard to pre-plan any other sort of projects with Heartland because it becomes so much a part of your life, which I'm so grateful for. We are awaiting if we're going to get season 17. And if it did, it would start pretty soon-ish. So we'd be ramping up before we go to camera. So, you know, I always plan for that. Um, music, I'm always working on it, but again, I don't put an expectation or deadline on it. So let's see what happens with that. I normally tie it in with if we are filming Heartland because I know how to work it. Yes. But, um, 
I also I'm doing a Christmas film right now here in Toronto. Yes, another one. Love yes. Christmas films. Um, so I'll be able to reveal something about that soon, but not the minute. But that's exciting to be able to do something different. Mm. Um, but no, my whole life is revolving around Heartland at the moment. Good. But um, you'll be able to, me and Bay are actually going to an award show next week, which is amazing here in Canada, um, a musical event. So that's going to be fun. Um, I'm trying to think what else we're up to. But yeah, there's like there's loads always down the pipeline, but you know, we have to keep it hush hush, which is so annoying because I'm a really bad person at keeping secrets. <laughs> These interviews must be hard for you then. <laughs> I, I, can't you see the clogs turning in my head? Like, no, nope, I can't say that. I can't say that. Said, you almost said that, and it's like, no. Heartland <laughs> publicist is always like, do not let him go on anything. You know? <laughs> Sorry, guys, he needed to. People were wanting him. <laughs> as you know but no I would love to find I would love to do another show but it's fitting it in and mm -hmm. it's also grateful for the opportunity that you have um and the grass is all greener on the other side in our heads right but mm -hmm. you know I'm so grateful for this show and I just hope that like the fans it goes on and on and on well I'd love to see you go and do some live shows just for your music too so if that ever happens and you come Australia. over to Australia would love it <laughs> Yes, please. Yes, please. That's right. You got you got free accommodation if you need it. Someone, to, a tour guide as well. I'm booking right now. I'm, on my <laughs> I'm not paying for your flights though. You're gonna have to figure that one out yourself. <laughs> I've got the miles. It's all good, Lauren. Oh, awesome. Cool. Come over, Aiden. You let me know. Keep in touch. <laughs> and please let us know about that Christmas movie too. You're just gonna have to come back on the show, okay? It's a good excuse to Amazing. come chat to me again. It's a date. <laughs> yes, because I, I wouldn't mind chatting about some of the other Christmas movies you've been as, in as well. I love Christmas movies. Love Christmas. Good. Yeah, you have to come back on for Christmas there. We'll do a Christmas yes. special <laughs> like I did with uh, Cindy Busby and Graham Wardle. That was so much fun. Cindy, um, she, I've never met her personally, but I know her so much because I love a good old Christmas film. Yes. So every time I see her, I'm like, have you got Christmas films? <laughs> Hopefully, down the track. <laughs> I yeah. love Cindy. She she loves coming on the show, just like Graham. And that was funny how I got her too. It was just through Graham because Graham just it kept was. raving about me, going, "Oh, you got you got to go on Lauren's show." And I'm like, "Oh, yay! I got Cindy too." <laughs> and if there's anyone on your list that you've not got to, let me know, Lauren, because I'll make them come on. I know. Um, I got you. I got you. For the audience, I know the girl who plays Georgie hasn't. I've never been able to like get in touch with her. Um, Alicia. Yes, I've never been able to get Alicia. Well, I can text her for you. Oh, okay. Thank you. thank you. Please do that. I think okay. I've pretty much got everyone else. Amazing. <laughs> everyone else has been on the show. Let me know, audience, if I'm forgetting anybody. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I have. I'm sure, I have I somewhere. Have. I think you yes. Nearly. Yeah, I think so. All right. Now, I'm sure since you've watched a few of my other interviews, you would like to finish up with the game. Right. Do you remember the game, Aiden? Did you watch enough of the interviews to get to the game? I think I did. Hit you me. think you did? Hit me. <laughs> well, it's a legendary game here on Rave It Up. It's called the Two Minute Hot Seat. 
So what I'll do is I'll ask you various questions. You just have to pick your preference. So it's like yeah. dogs or cats or singing or dancing. And you have to answer as many questions in two minutes as possible. And when you finish, we will see where you sit on the leaderboard up against everyone else that's played the game on the show. Amazing. <laughs> I, okay. had to, I, had to, I had to have a look because, you know, we've, we've had Michelle Morgan on and I was just like, oh, let, let me look. And then I was like, oh, oh, man, we didn't have enough time to play it, her and I. So she's not oh. actually on the leaderboard. But if she comes back on the show, you're setting the bar nice and high for her. She's competitive, so I have to set the bar high. But people like, you know, Jessica Steen, um, yeah. she's answered, you know, 39 questions. Um, what else have we got? We got, I don't know, we're done. Graham Wardle's played it. Where did he, where's he sitting? Um, we got uh, Gabriel Hogan, who plays uh, yeah. Peter on the show. He's uh, 49 questions. So he's a bit higher up. Um, Cindy, you want to beat Cindy? She's fifty-one questions. So depends where you want to. Who no you want to be? Who you want to be beating? All of them. All of them. <laughs> well, the top of the Zoom Raven Up leaderboard is answered sixty-three. So if you want to get to the top, which I know you do, I'm going to fail miserably, probably. But let's go. <laughs> let's do this. All right. Let me get my stopwatch out. And we will get started because I know we're nearly hitting an hour. So I'm like, okay. grab all your time I can. Oh God, that went so quickly. I know. Time flies when you're having fun, right? Sorry, I talk so much, Lauren. <laughs> I know. Even I was like, oh, man, I got I to gotta, I gotta finish up. I wasn't meant to take an hour of your time. I promise. <laughs> it was going to be like 30, 45 minutes. But anyway. All right. Here we go, Aiden. Three, two, one. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. iPhone or Samsung? iPhone. Apple or Android? Apple. Rap or rock music? Rap. Pop or country? Pop. Hook or clean? Hook. Beach or pool? Beach. Comedy or action? Comedy. Blondes or brunettes? Brunettes. Sweet or salty? Sweet. Mac or PC? PC. Singing or dancing? Dance. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Italian or Chinese food? Italian. Sum summer or winter? Summer. Jenny Jennifer Lopez or Scarlett Johansson? Lopez. Johnny Depp or Will Smith? Depp. Mall or online shopping? Uh, online. Cinema or home movie? Uh, cinema. Ice cream or gelato? Ice cream. Cake or cookies? Cake. Coffee or tea? Tea. Christmas or your birthday? Christmas. Night or day? Night. Bus or train? Train. Straight or curly hair? Straight. Eye colour blue or brown? Brown. Driver or passenger? Drive. Texting or calling? Text. LA or New York? LA. Friday or Saturday? Saturday. TV or movies? Movies. Movies or books? Movies. Fiction or non-fiction books? Non-fiction. Snow or surf? Surf. Harry Potter or Twilight? Twilight. Family Guy or The Simpsons? Simpsons. Burger or pizza? Burger. Ketchup or barbecue sauce? Barbecue sauce. Sneakers or thongs? Sneakers. Leather or denim? Denim. City or country? City. Biting your nails or picking your nose? Picking my nose. Pants <laughs> oh or shorts? Shorts. Tattoos or piercings? Piercings. Backpack or suitcase? Suitcase. Ice cream or chocolate? Ice cream. Pen or pencil? Pen. Mum or dad? Mum. Headphones or speakers? Speakers. Book or magazine? 
Magazine. Photo or video? Video. Apple or orange? Apple. Fruit or vegetables? Fruit. Chocolate or strawberry? Chocolate. Chocolate, dark milk or white? Milk. And we're out of time. <laughs> I know I have some funny ones in there. I chuck the biting your nails or picking your nose because it ever makes everyone laugh and, and it stuffs them up them a little bit. Like, Why did I say that answer? <laughs> <laughs> hey, if anybody says they don't pick their nose, they're lying. They're lying. <laughs> How many questions do you think you answered in that time? Mm, I'm going to say 35. Ooh, happy to say a lot more than that. Oh. A lot more than that. Do you think you're I'm anywhere a- near the 63? Mm, no, I'm going to no? say 50 then. All right, well, very close. You've answered 56 questions. <sighs> Woohoo! Which means you are sitting number five on the Zoom Rave It Up yes. leaderboard. Woo! Go, Aiden. Go, Aiden. I'm decisive. <laughs> I can make a decision. Yes. I know. And I think out of all the, let me have a look. Out of all the Heartland people, you've won. Yeah. Woo! Yes. Everyone else is too slow. <laughs> Bring it on, Michelle Morgan, when you return. I yes. bet you can't beat me. <laughs> now you have to tell her to come back on the show, okay? Just to beat your Just score. Beat you me. let her know. <laughs> as soon as we finish today, you message her. <laughs> I will. Well, we are unfortunately getting to the end of the interview now, Aiden. But as a closing statement, and was probably the most important question here on Rave It Up, knowing what you know now, what would you tell your 14-year-old self? Not to be so hard on yourself, Mm. be kind and realize that everything's going to work out and live each day to the fullest. I love that. That was amazing. We did like a whole book of all those quotes a few, a couple of years ago. And I'm just going to have a few of those quotes myself. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to have to get you in the next book. I think (laughs) that was like perfect answer. Did you rehearse that? Honestly, it's literally my mantra generally. Everything like that, I love just the positivity. And you've got to be. Good. Perfect guest on this show, I have to say. Thank you, darling. And if our audience want to find out what you're up to in the future, where should we go follow you? The main place is on Instagram at Aiden C. Moreno. Moreno. Perfect. I'll put the links below for everybody as well. And also, obviously, go follow Heartland too, guys. You know, why not? 100%. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Aiden. I really appreciate your time and it has been a blast. So much fun. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me, everyone. Make sure you listen to next week's podcast because Lauren is amazing. Oh, thank you. We're just going to have to next week get another Heartland person on, another one. (laughs) I'm frantically texting Alicia and Michelle. (laughs) Yes, please. You do that. Well, you're welcome on the show anytime, okay, Aiden? And if you ever come to Australia, please let me know. We'd love to do one in person. Thank you. You're welcome. Keep in touch. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends. And tell us what you love the most and even let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. You can even check out the videos of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. And for more, visit our website, raveituptv.com. Now, before I leave you today, I just want you to remember that you are loved and you are beautiful.
Bye.